Welcome to Passing Notes with Ashley and Shanda. I'm Shanda Sung, and I'm a comedian. And I'm Ashley Morgan, and I'm a farmer. We've been best friends since we were nine years old. Welcome to our show, where we teach each other all kinds of things that cover our wide range of knowledge and interests. And today's episode is statues. Statues? Love statues. Statues. <laughs> Not statues. This is... Statues. This is going to be... More interesting than it sounds, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I had fun with this one. I have seen my fair share of statues as I've done my traveling. Yeah. Personally, some of them I have been a little disappointed at. Yeah. <laughs> so you grow up, you learn about the Statue of Liberty and Mount Rushmore, and you think these are these huge, awesome things. But when you see them in real life, at least for me, I was like, oh, that's it? Yeah. <laughs> which is kind of funny, which I guess maybe is just young ignorance but I thought to myself at the time like oh this is disappointing those are a lot smaller than I expected them to be but now that I'm older I'm like okay but that's a huge feat in engineering still (laughs) yeah (laughs) they are still huge things (laughs) you heard it here everybody Ashley Morgan is a size queen (laughs) a little bit a little bit maybe a little I was terribly disappointed by the size of those monuments. Monuments. <laughs> uh, I've only seen the Statue of Liberty from Battery Park. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't go out to Ellis Island. Did you go out like to it? I I think I did. I think I did. Okay. So I mean it looks very teeny tiny from manhattan so yeah so i know when i saw it i was like oh there it is it's way out there this isn't like a moving experience because it's still just really far away yeah i want to say that i did walk around at the base of it but Mm -hmm. i don't think i went in it because you Mm -hmm. can go in it right I, yeah, I, do, I think so. I don't know. I mean, in Ghostbusters 2, they go up in the crown and then they make it walk all around Manhattan. So, <laughs> Oh, okay. I could have done that and I didn't even know. If Ghostbusters 2 can be trusted, <laughs> <laughs> then yes, you can go up in it. Yeah, I don't think I did, though, for whatever reason. I don't know if you had to pay to get in and I was broke or if yeah. it was out of commission for repairs or I don't even remember what the deal was, but that was a whirlwind trip a long time ago so i don't really remember it yeah as i always say i've been drunk a lot since then yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) mount rushmore was cool because we took a motorcycle trip up to sturgis oh that's cool for that event and while we were on our way we stopped there and it was again seeing it from a distance i was like oh i always assumed it was way bigger than that like yeah Oh, okay. Well, I mean, it's cool. I've heard the same about the pyramids. Oh, yeah. That they're smaller than you expect them to be. And they're like closer to a city than you expect them to be. So, yeah. I've never seen the Eiffel Tower or anything like that, but I'm sure I'll be disappointed. (laughs) Yeah. Especially if you see the one in Vegas. Even smaller. I have seen that one. (laughs) It's like, this is it. This is what everybody's talking about. (laughs) If someday... A statue is made of you. What do you want it to be? Do you want it to be like, it's like you with your arm around an alpaca or something? (laughs) Or do you want it to like just be you? Or would you want it to be just a bust, like shoulders up? Or would you want it to be like some abstract thing like the Washington Monument? 
Oh, I want arms out on the edge of a cliff like that Jesus statue in Brazil. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, I want that. Oh, Overlooking okay. a whole city. Something subtle. Yeah, yeah. Some... <laughs> Preferably. Preferably. Something humble. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? What do you want your statue to be? Bloomington's got a lot of cool statues. There's a statue of Hoagie Carmichael, which I think I've talked about when I talked about him on our music episode, mm -hmm. where it's just a piano and he's sitting at the piano and then like his jacket is laying on the piano. So it just really is kind of like a slice of life sort of thing. It looks just like he came up through his jacket on the piano and sat down. That's cool. And there's another one of a former president of IU, Herman Wells, and he's sitting on a bench and the rest of the bench is like open. So you can just sit next to him. Mm -hmm. I like that. I like the idea of it just being sort of like a moment frozen in time. I don't know, maybe in the Kroger parking lot of me pushing a cart or something. <laughs> Extra <laughs> casual. Can, people can come along and throw items in the cart that are funny and take pictures, you know, just a, a real slice of life. A little realism. Have you ever seen statues where you can tell where people have touched them? Like on a yes. dog, like their head is rubbed smooth because people are petting the dog statue. And it's always the statues of women. It's always their boobs. Well, I just saw a thing that just popped up on my Facebook about a guy. I don't even know what country or who he was, but it's his grave. And on top of his tomb there is a statue of him like laying because he was shot and it's him laying down in his jacket or whatever and it became a symbol of fertility to kiss the statue but then everybody would kiss the statue and then rub its crotch <laughs> so it's all shiny like right in the crotch and then on the face and then they ended up putting up barricades to prevent people from molesting this statue <laughs> quit jerking off our statues <laughs> 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 yeah i guess that changes it a little bit do i want brightly buffed boobs on my <laughs> slice of life statue <laughs> i want a statue of me holding a microphone on the stage at the comedy attic and the comics all have to perform standing next to me yeah that's not gonna be awkward or weird at all <laughs> that's what i want <laughs> where else do i hang out pretty much just kroger in the comedy attic so <laughs> I that's it Speaking of statues in Bloomington, we have a pretty unique one, a new one that just went up. There is a statue commemorating Bloomington, Indiana as the future birthplace of Captain Catherine Janeway from Star Trek Voyager. <laughs> it's like a preemptive statue. <laughs> it is. It is. So I'm not a Star Trek person i've never seen star trek voyager but apparently captain Catherine janeway was a very significant character to a lot of people i think she was the first female captain to be depicted in any of the star wars star trek iterations star trek there you go see this is how into it i am <laughs> <laughs> and so in the show, I guess they referenced that she was born in bloomington indiana and there was a coalition of people they called it the Captain Janeway Bloomington Collective, and they started in 2019 with the mission of getting a statue of her put in Bloomington along this trail that we have that goes through the whole town called the Beeline. And they did it. I think it was in 
2020 or 2021. I couldn't find the exact date of the unveiling, hmm. but they did it. And it's a limestone base and it has this plaque that says future birthplace of Captain Catherine Janeway, May 20th, 2336. And then it's a bust of her on top of it. And it's a cool looking statue. And Kate Mulgrew, who did you watch Orange is the New Black? Yes. She played Red. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, she played Captain Janeway. And so Kate Mulgrew was there for the unveiling via Zoom, along with a bunch of other people. You can go on their website. You can Google it. And they have a whole website and they have a like a 13 minute video of the unveiling ceremony. And Kate Mulgrew is watching. She talks to the sculptor and they talk about how important the character was to people. And yeah, it was kind of a cool thing. Bloomington, Indiana, a bunch of freaking nerds. <laughs> it is a town of nerds. It really is. And I love it. And I'll post a picture of it with our social media posts for this episode so you can check it out. So that's kind of a cool thing. Yeah, that is cool. That's fun. Yeah. I think we've covered a lot about statues <laughs> already. So do you want to get to yeah. the meat of this episode? Yeah, Tell let's just what get we're right into talk it. About? Yeah. All right. I think you are first today. I am. The statue that I'm going to talk about today is the Vulcan, which is located in Birmingham, Alabama. I wanted to talk about this statue because when I went on my road trip to New Orleans, Mm -hmm. Birmingham was where we stopped for the first night of our trip. Yeah. The unfortunate thing is that we came into Birmingham after dark and I had never been Mm -hmm. there before. So I was kind of disappointed that we were going to go through the town and our hotel was on the south side of town in a town called Hoover. And so we weren't really going to get to see Birmingham itself. But the fortunate thing by coming in after dark is that they go nuts with their Christmas lights. Oh, really? It was so freaking cool. Cool. Even though I was looking at it after dark, so I couldn't really tell the terrain very well, but it seems like... The town of Birmingham is nestled kind of in this valley between two mountain ranges, Mm -hmm. small mountain ranges. But Mm -hmm. we were coming into town, obviously from the north to the south. And as we kind of crested this northernmost range and came into, you could just see the whole town all lit up. Mm -hmm. As cities are, but it was doubly so because... They went nuts with their Christmas lights. It was so friggin' cool. Their high rises downtown, their lights were strategically done so that the windows made the shape of a Christmas tree yeah. when lit up. And of course, it's around the roofs and around windows and along the roads and all this stuff. But one of the things that I could see off in the distance was a statue totally lit up with red and green. And it was huge. Mm -hmm. You could see it from across town. Now, as we kept going, obviously we were going through town to camp out on the south side of town overnight. So it was the southern mountain range that we kind of went through and I could no longer see that statue. So we stayed overnight and I was telling my friend, kind of disappointed we're not going to see Birmingham in the daylight because we're heading south from the south side Mm -hmm. of town. We're not going to get to see it. Well, the next morning, we stopped at Starbucks that was nearby, 
went through the drive-thru and the guy at the window was very nice and very chatty. So while we were waiting for our drinks to be made, I asked him, hey, what was that statue that was all lit up? And he Mm -hmm. goes, oh, that's the Vulcan. And he kind of gives me this very, very brief history lesson on what the deal was with the Vulcan. Then he was saying stuff like, oh, if you're going to be in Birmingham for a while, you need to go to this park and see this thing and blah, 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 blah. And I didn't have the heart to tell him that we weren't staying in town for very long. But yeah. he was very nice and he gave us our coffee for free, which was awesome. And nice. we got a little history lesson and free coffee. It was a great way to start our day. Yeah. So while we were driving out of town, I asked my friend to look it up and she read a brief history about it. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to talk about that because that's a pretty cool thing. Yeah. So this is the second episode in a row that people on your trip did most of your research for you. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Are you just meeting characters along the way and learning tales of the local landmarks and history? It's awesome. Honestly, that's the best way to learn this stuff. I love it. I have never talked that much to someone at Starbucks. Even people I brought with me to Starbucks, (laughs) I didn't talk to them that much. (laughs) He was so nice and he was so friendly. It was great. So the story of the Vulcan actually starts with the 1904 World's Fair, which was in St. Louis, Missouri. In 1903, Alabama was planning on what their display was going to be there at the World's Fair. And they came to the conclusion that, you know, we don't really have a whole lot of money to do anything big and grand. I don't know if we're going to be able to have anything to offer from our state for the World's Fair. So they were kind of disappointed that they might not be able to participate. Well, the Birmingham Chamber of Commerce came in and said, I think we can do something. Yeah. And so they had suggested that they make a giant iron man. To show Birmingham's iron industry. Yeah. So in the planning process, they were like, okay, well, what are we going to do? Who are we going to choose as the man to represent our city, our state? And so they talked about doing the Roman god Vulcan, who was the god of fire and blacksmithing. But there was a little debate. You know, at first everyone was like, yeah, duh, that makes a lot of sense. The Roman god Vulcan? Fire and blacksmithing? Yeah, that's kind of our thing. We can do that. But Vulcan is not really depicted as being very attractive. (laughs) And so there were people that were like, yeah, but he's got an ugly mug. So (laughs) maybe we pick somebody better looking like Mercury, who was the god of travel and commerce. Yeah. And a total babe by all accounts. (laughs) Total babe. (laughs) And then maybe we can get more people to come to our state and our town and spend more money. But ultimately, that was vetoed because they're like, meh, I don't know, Vulcan fits a little better, which isn't that like tale as old as time. You get the good looking person that's just kind of off. Yeah. Not the ugly person that is legit. Come on. (laughs) But they did end up going with the Roman god Vulcan. I'm sorry. I couldn't help myself. I had to look it up. So I'm like looking at pictures of this. (laughs) They did all right by him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I don't know. It depends on what you're into. He's a big bearded man. I like it. So, I mean, come on. They commissioned Italian sculptor Giuseppe Moretti to work on this giant statue. The unfortunate thing is by the time they actually came to the decision to do this, the deadline to get their stuff in before the World's Fair started was creeping up real fast. So they had to work pretty quickly 
Giuseppe started with an eight-foot clay model prototype, which eight feet is a lot. Mm -hmm. And they started with eight feet in clay to kind of figure out the proportions and what he's going to look like and if he's going to hold things in his hand. He ended up being much bigger than that, and I will get to that in a minute. But by January of 1904, he and 16 assistants started on the full-size model. They started with clay, they then made a plaster mold, and he was ultimately made out of pig iron. They built him in sections, and when the fair opened in April of 1904, the only thing they had completed at the time were his feet. (laughs) So they went ahead and sent the feet to be displayed, and pretty much like, uh, work in progress, more to come Uh later. (laughs) Just use your imagination. Yeah, this is what his feet looks like. Imagine how much bigger the rest of him is going to be. Ayo. <laughs> <laughs> so they continued to send pieces of him to be put together there at the World's Fair as they completed mm-hmm. it. And the final piece arrived into St. Louis in mid-May. And he was finally assembled and christened on June 7th. So the World's Fair is still happening at that point. Yeah, the World's Fair went on for like six months. Okay, so, well, that's okay. That's like, you know, here are the feet, come back again, and you'll see some sweet, sweet knees. And then come (laughs) back again, and you can just watch this guy. That's how you get return business. This is genius. Yeah, brilliant. (laughs) And actually, even when he was in his various states of build, he was a crowd favorite. People loved the statue. It won grand prize at the fair, and Giuseppe won a medal for it. Was it a pig iron medal? (laughs) It was made out of pig iron. (laughs) Now, here's the thing about why it was a crowd favorite. First of all, we thought the eight-foot prototype was impressive. Mm -hmm. The final statue ended up being 56 feet tall. Yeah. They had originally started with, let's make him 50 feet tall. And then somebody was like, well, there's a statue in Tokyo that is currently the tallest and it's (laughs) at like 52 feet. So we can do better than that. So they settled on 56 feet. He weighs 60 tons, six zero tons. He is shown wearing sandals and an apron. He is standing next to an anvil. He has a hammer in one hand at his side, and the other hand is holding a spear, which is pointed to the sky. So he is very cool, very formidable looking guy. It did make a little bit of a scandal because his bare butt was showing in the back. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I'm looking at these pictures. I'm waiting for you to mention the butt. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he is wearing an apron to cover the front, but his back is exposed. And apparently yeah. that was... I think probably part of the appeal, 1904, yeah. the World's Fair, just 56 foot man with his butt showing. <laughs> if anybody could reach it, you know, that thing would have been buffed shiny. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, man. Every night is a full moon in Birmingham. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So as the fair was wrapping up, the city officials of St. Louis and some city officials from San Francisco started a bidding war. They wanted it. They wanted 
to keep it there. And San Francisco wanted it because they wanted it to be the Statue of Liberty of the West. Oh. Ultimately, Birmingham said no. They wanted it back. It was their project, their baby. It was a representation of their city. So they shipped it back home. However, they had spent so much money building it and getting it there that by the time it returned home, they didn't really have any funds to ship it beyond the rail station. Mm. And so it laid in pieces by the railroad track of the Birmingham Mineral Railroad for 18 months. Wow. Before anybody could do anything about it. September of 1906, it was finally relocated and reassembled at the Alabama State Fairgrounds. And unfortunately, its hand was attached wrong and it could no longer hold the spear correctly. And so it stayed like that for a while, but then people started using it as advertisement. So apparently at one point it was holding an ice cream cone (laughs) and another time it was holding a bottle of (laughs) Coca-Cola. So I don't know. To me, that seemed kind of disrespectful a little bit. I don't know, but I guess it was pretty entertaining and and people liked it. So it was used for advertising a little bit while it was there at the Alabama State Fairgrounds. And there it stayed for about 30-ish years. In 1935, the Kiwanis Club stepped in and they bought an area of Red Mountain, which is one of the hillsides there in Birmingham. Red Mountain was where the ore to make this statue was originally mined from. Hmm. They were like, let's take him back to his birthplace. On that land, on Red Mountain, they built a museum and a 126-foot pedestal with an observation deck, and they named the area Vulcan Park. The statue was moved in May of 1937 to its pedestal, and by 1939, the park itself was complete with walking paths and pools, little ponds, and, of course, views of the city. Mm -hmm. Now, between the height of the mountain that it was on, the height of the pedestal, and the height of the statue itself, in total, it measures a height of almost 600 feet as it wow. overlooks the city. Man. Isn't that wild? That's cool. Yeah. I could see it from across town. Yeah. That's how big it was. I couldn't, at the time, while I was driving on the highway, navigating traffic and being in awe of all the Christmas lights, Mm -hmm. I couldn't get a good look at what it was. I just knew that it was a very large statue that was all lit up. Yeah. But knowing now that it was almost 600 feet tall, yeah, no wonder. No wonder I could see it from the highway. (laughs) (laughs) And so there it stays. And of course, throughout the years, it has had to have some maintenance and upkeep. It needed to be repainted. I believe they took the observation deck off of it for a while. I think the museum closed, but it has since been reopened. Mm-hmm. So they have managed over the years to really take care of it and get it the repairs it needed. An interesting thing I read about it was in 1946, they attached a neon light to the end of the spear. Mm-hmm. That glowed green 
if there had been no traffic fatalities for the day and red if it had. That's such a weird thing. I know. What was the point of that? Yeah. It's like one of those old timey signs is like zero days with a workplace yeah. incident. <laughs> yeah. How sad would that be if you're looking up, you're like, uh oh, it's red. It's red oh. today. Somebody died in a car accident somewhere around yeah. town. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Were they like experiencing a period of high traffic fatalities? And they're like, maybe if we shame them. Uh, maybe. <laughs> I don't the know. Light. That's so weird. Because it gives no helpful information. Right. Who was it? When did it happen? How many people were involved? Yeah. Is my commute going to be affected? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that light is still there. Obviously, I couldn't see it because the Christmas lights were all yeah. red and green. I wouldn't have been able to tell anyway. But when I went to go visit Birmingham between the barista at the window of Starbucks mm-hmm. and the statue and... Knowing what I know now about the history of this statue and the little bit of an adventure it went on, I want to go back to Birmingham. I want to spend a couple days there. And I think I'd like to do it during New Year's since I have never spent New Year's in the same city twice. Oh, yeah. I think I'd like to combine. As in this year? You going right now? No. (laughs) No. (laughs) You got three days, man. (laughs) no (laughs) that's 22 year old ashley nonsense (laughs) i know right deciding which state you're gonna go to (laughs) with two days notice (laughs) oh shit it's new year's eve i better get to vegas real quick if i'm gonna make it (laughs) or get that flight to la but yes birmingham has been added to the list of places i want to go for new year's just because that barista sold me on it yeah So that person should get a raise, at the very least get some commission from the Birmingham travel advisory or whatever, not (laughs) not advisory, travel, what am Uh, I trying to say? Like the visitors bureau or something? Exactly. Tourism, tourism board. Yeah. Yeah. That guy should get a commission from the Birmingham tourist board or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. For sure. I mean, you're already planning to return. Yeah. And you wouldn't have if you hadn't have stopped to talk to that barista. Exactly. So, yeah, between going to see Vulcan Park and the zoo is right nearby and mm-hmm. botanical gardens. And apparently there's a couple other really cool parks and hiking in those hills that surround the city and the views of the city from those various vantage points are supposedly very cool. So, yes, I would definitely like to go back and spend a couple days there. And it seemed like a pretty cool town. And I would like to know more about its history since I already know just a little bit about one statue that's there. (laughs) (laughs) You're sold. That's all it took. That's all it took. Yep. So that's all I had to say about the Vulcan statue in Birmingham, Alabama. So let's take a quick break and hear a word from our sponsor. Okay, we are back and it's my turn and I'm very excited because I think this is going to be silly. (laughs) Oh, I'm so excited. (laughs) When you told me what you were going to talk about and we discussed it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. We were laughing already, so I'm ready for it. Yeah, I am going to talk about Big Butter Jesus. Big Butter Jesus. (laughs) I love it already. Formerly known as King of Kings. 
Mm-hmm. Outside of Cincinnati, near Monroe, Ohio, there is a church called the Solid Rock Baptist Church, and it is a mega church, 4,000 member congregation for this church. I don't wow. know how they have 4,000 people in rural Ohio, like suburban Cincinnati. Uh, like, <laughs> How are they pulling that off? But it is a very large church, so large, in fact, that they have an amphitheater. Near the amphitheater, there is a giant pond, and this amphitheater and pond face the interstate, I-75, that goes through and on into Cincinnati. I have driven 75 several times. I think that I have seen the statue, but as I have said, I have been drunk a lot since then, so I do not (laughs) know if I actually saw it or if I've heard about it enough that I feel like I've seen it, Uh but I did go in 2009, I went to Cincinnati for roller derby. I also went in like 2011, and so I feel like I've seen it, Mm -hmm. but I'm sure you have. I'm sure I have. I'm questioning everything these days. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, what What do I really remember? That's another episode. We can talk about my failing memory. <laughs> Let's not, because you're probably going to trip me out with it. Uh, and I'll, no. I'll have an existential crisis. Yeah. You always do this to me. <laughs> <laughs> so Solid Rock Baptist Church was founded by Lawrence and Darlene Bishop, and they decided church was going great. What they really needed was something to draw people in. All these people driving by on I-75, they need to be smacked in the face with the presence of the Lord. They need to know what we're about. (laughs) (laughs) No saying, hey, I wonder what that building is. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So they decided that they were going to have this statue made. And so they did. 62 feet tall. Big Butter Jesus is from the waist up. So not even all of Jesus, just half of this man was 62 feet tall. He's taller than my whole Vulcan. Yes. (laughs) And so the statue is from the waist up and there's a very large cross in front of him and his arms are raised in jubilation to the sky, very similar to the position of a referee's arms when refereeing American football and calling a (laughs) touchdown. (laughs) I read an article that was from The Guardian, which is from the United Kingdom, and it was very funny that it was not in feet, it was in meters, and then they said American football. (laughs) It was very funny to me. So the color of the statue is sort of like this tannish color that looks very similar to butter hence the (laughs) name big butter jesus also (laughs) touchdown jesus was a very popular second nickname for this statue (laughs) and it was huge 62 feet tall 42 foot span between the arms so his arms are like raised up and yeah they just You can't wrap your brain around how huge this thing is. It weighed 16,000 pounds and was made of styrofoam and fiberglass. So it could be sort of light. He did not weigh 60 tons. (laughs) No. Yeah, that's why it was bigger than the Vulcan and weighed a fraction of what (laughs) the Vulcan weighs. 
it weighed a hundred pounds. <laughs> Sixteen thousand. Oh, so still. still a lot, but it's interesting to be able to compare those. Yeah. That yours is what fifty-two feet and weighs sixty tons. Yeah. So that's the difference between the you know the construction. So styrofoam. So fairly lightweight, which makes mm-hmm. sense because what they did was they built a metal frame in Lebanon, Ohio, which very nearby. They constructed this metal frame, but then the piece itself, which was designed by a man named Brad Coriel and sculpted by a man named Mark Mitten in Jacksonville, Florida, was sculpted in Florida and then shipped to Ohio. And I don't know how it was shipped, like if it was in multiple pieces, but given it being styrofoam and fiberglass, I don't know if it could have been in multiple pieces. Was it just on a flatbed truck? It would have had to have been in pieces. It probably would have flown off. It wouldn't have fit under overpasses and wires. Yeah. But can you imagine it's like disassembled and you're just driving behind it and there's the giant head of jesus like on a truck just staring you down while you're on the interstate like well looks like the light on the vulcan's gonna be red today (laughs) this seems like a bad omen (laughs) so they trucked him up from florida and the statue was completed in september of 2004 and of course was a sensation mm-hmm. so many people go down i-75 so so many people saw it it got a lot of nicknames some of them out of endearment and some of them less so, so some of them very blasphemous <laughs> some of them blasphemous some of them uh mocking some of the nicknames were big j big butter jesus as i said touchdown jesus super jesus so many people talked about it that it was just it's so funny. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Like, like, why that color? Like you could do any color. We know you think Jesus is white, but maybe not that white. Not like <laughs> buttermilk white. Okay, maybe not country crock white. <laughs> That's like the whitest of white. Okay, that is like super white people white. <laughs> <laughs> Were they going for like marble? What were they trying to make it look like it was made of? Some type of stone or something? I don't know. It's such a weird choice. But it was even the subject of a song by the comedian Haywood Banks. Haywood Banks has a lot of comedy songs, and he wrote a song called Big Butter Jesus. Highly recommend. It is very funny. (laughs) We'll have to post a YouTube clip of the song. I listened to it right before we recorded the episode. And... I've been struggling, you may have noticed, through this section on whether or not I should use past or present tense when describing this statue. Uh-oh. Because he, unfortunately, is no more. Oh, no. Big Butter Jesus on June 14th, 2010, was struck by lightning. Uh-oh, and he is made of very flammable things. <laughs> <laughs> made of styrofoam and fiberglass. And struck by lightning. So when he caught fire, he opened a hole in the ozone layer right (laughs) above that church. (laughs) Yeah. Big Butter Jesus is responsible for more pollution than Volkswagen. (laughs) (laughs) Nice callback. That's a callback. Yes. (laughs) Haywood Banks had to amend his song to include a verse about Big Butter Jesus getting... It's actually called Big Butter Jesus and then parentheses is toast. (laughs) 
<laughs> is the amended version that has the verse about him burning. And he makes reference to like, some people say it was Satan, but if I remember correctly, it's Jesus's father who handles the lightning. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, there is a whole thing about false idols. Yeah. So I'll say no more. I'll let you come to whatever conclusion you want. Maybe he sacrificed his <laughs> big butter son for our sins. <laughs> You eat too much dairy in this country. <laughs> Knock it off. Gluttons. <laughs> Gluttony is a sin. No, well, he was resurrected. Oh. He was. He was days? resurrected. So as soon as it burns down, so so it's struck by lightning, immediately goes up in flames because of how flammable it is, and sure. also catches part of the amphitheater on fire. Oh boy. So a lot of damage and when the statue was made, it cost $250,000. And that was with the sculptor donating his time and donating oh, wow. his work. So it would have been even more expensive. So they insured it for $500,000. And then there was the damage to the amphitheater. So it was a total of $700,000 in damages. Jeez. Immediately after it happened, the church has this big sign out front you know like an led sign and it just said he will be back on it that's ominous <laughs> it is ominous but <laughs> also like easterly i guess <laughs> like are you talking about the statue or are you talking about like jesus jesus yeah because that's also you know well that'll match plenty of the billboards that are around indiana and ohio yeah. so <laughs> it's not that scary kind of used to it by now yeah so donations poured in. I mean, this is a mega church, 400,000 person congregation. A lot of a lot of people felt very strongly positively about this statue and mm -hmm. did not see the humor in it as <laughs> we clearly see. <laughs> when it was on fire, it backed up traffic on 75 because people were just stopping to watch it burn. Oh, I would rubberneck the hell out of that. Oh, yeah. And so the police in the area, I read a little article that said that they were issuing warnings to people initially for blocking traffic. They're like, we're trying to be understanding because obviously people want to see this. We understand the distraction. But then after about a day, they were like, we're giving tickets to everybody. This is going to cause an accident. you got to <laughs> move it along. <laughs> When it burned, all that was left was like just the metal framework, which was very eerie looking. There are pictures mm. of it. But after it burned, there were people who flocked to the church to try to like take chunks of the foam that had fallen off or fallen into the pond. People were like taking it, you know, because they felt strongly about the statue. And so they wanted a piece of it. And then, of course, the donations flooded in. They received a lot of money. And at one point, PETA offered to pay for the replacement of the statue as long as the church vowed to promote veganism. Ugh. PETA. So what? many opinions about PETA. <laughs> what a what a weird thing for them to... They just pop up in the weirdest places. I do not understand this organization. I don't know what they're trying to do. Like, sometimes it feels like they're like a hoax that's trying to actively make people hate vegans and vegetarians yeah but 
that was pretty interesting to me. And also, like, it's Southern Ohio. They're not taking that offer, okay? These are no. meat-eating folk. Yeah, come on. <laughs> There's no way they were taking you up on that, Peto. Who were you kidding? Yeah, nice try. <laughs> but eventually they did replace him. So the replacement is named Lux Mundi, which is Light of the World. And that statue is 52 feet tall. And it is a full body statue. It's not just from the waist mm. up like the, the previous one. It is his whole body. And his arms are outstretched in front of him and looks less buttery, I will say. Okay. The color has been adjusted. <laughs> However, it has been pointed out, and this is less relevant culturally than it was when the statue first went up. It sort of looks like his hands are doing the Subway $5 foot long thing. <laughs> if you remember that commercial. Yeah. And so he has been nicknamed $5 foot long Jesus. That <laughs> guy can't live down his nicknames, man. <laughs> this church just can't do it. So he was erected and unveiled in June of 2012. And as far as I know, I don't know what he's what the new one is made of. I wasn't able to locate that. But I did see a representative of the church when Big Butter Jesus burned. They said, we will erect a new statue and we will strive for something less flammable, <laughs> which I think is a good, good call. So I don't know what he's made out of. If you know, send us a message. I'm very interested in this. He's made entirely out of animal hides and carcasses because fuck you, Peta. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Big meaty Jesus. <laughs> Big meaty Jesus. <laughs> but the last time I went to Cincinnati, I took a different way. So I didn't take 74. So I have not seen it. So I'm going to be in Cincinnati in February. So maybe I can take that way and check it out and uh, get a peek. I don't know what's with that area of the country and their enormous religious monuments christian hmm. monuments uh because the ark is down there also sort of in that area i think it's technically in kentucky right i haven't mm. been there mm -mm, I don't but know. if you've seen it hit us up let us know if you know any more about this because there really just wasn't a lot online but man it's it just is so funny <laughs> <laughs> i get what you're trying to do but also that's a lot of money to spend on something that people are going to make fun of and it's money that I think could be better put towards Christian works, <laughs> things that Jesus would do, you know, right? As opposed to what he might have looked like. <laughs> Pretty sure he would not have built giant monuments to himself. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the story of Big Butter Jesus. Definitely listen to that Haywood Bank song because it is very funny. When you first mentioned that you wanted to talk about him, we went and looked up pictures of it. Oh, right. Yeah. And people like to take pictures in front of it when he was doing touchdown hands. So, like, he was the Y in YMCA yes. when people were standing across. Of course, people did the OHIO and he was the H. Yes. <laughs> So people love to take pictures with him. Yeah. You can take pictures like high-fiving him and stuff. And people <laughs> photoshopped so many things in his hands. Oh, yeah. Like, the internet is a treasure trove. So if you want to get a good giggle, definitely Google that and check it out because it's pretty funny. But that's all I had about Big Butter Jesus and his replacement, $5 foot long Jesus. <laughs> <laughs>
so ridiculous. So if you've ever seen any of these statues, if you've been to Birmingham, also let us know. What did you think? Yeah. Were you overwhelmed? How big are the buns? <laughs> yeah. Can you get a good look at them with him way up there? <laughs> so that's everything I had on uh, on my statue. When you're not taking road trips that could be written off as research trips for this podcast. I know. <laughs> what are you doing? Where can we find you? We are in the thick of winter, so things are pretty slow here on the farm. The alpacas are loving the cool weather because they are in full fleece right now. So mm -hmm. when it gets warm, even those days that it gets up to like 40 degrees, they're like, yeah, we don't like this. We want them sub-zeros yeah. <laughs> right now. <laughs> Chickens, not so much. They like the warmer weather, but... Things are pretty slow here on the farm. We are still posting videos, though. So mm -hmm. you can find animal videos on TikTok and Facebook at Crimson Moon Farm. And then you can also find our website, which has videos, recipes, products, you name it, at crimsonmoonfarm.com. All right. Yeah, what about you? Where can we find you? Yeah, I'm booking some shows for the new year that I'm looking forward to. So definitely follow me on Facebook or Instagram to find out about those. I am Shanda Sung, Shanda.sung on Instagram. I am also on TikTok, Shanda S. Panda. I need to get a new clip up there. I haven't posted anything in a while, so hmm. I have to dig up an old video for you guys and post it. But you can find out about all the shows that I'm going to be doing in the new year, and you can follow the podcast, this one, at Passing Notes with Ashley and Shanda on Facebook and Instagram and on TikTok at Passing Notes Podcast. And like I said, reach out to us. Let us know uh, if you've seen either of these statues, if you have anything in the new year you want us to talk about. Yeah. Ashley doesn't have any more road trips planned, so, you know... <laughs> We don't have anything on the docket yet. I but know. Yeah, definitely reach out. We love to hear from you. And above all, I hope you share this show with your best friend. Absolutely. And like every week, I want to thank my husband, Tyler, for helping us record, edit, and produce this show. He is my statuesque man. With okay. Big, with big feet. I don't know. <laughs> Keep it clean, people. Keep it clean. <laughs> And of course, we want to thank you all for listening. This was episode 92. This was a fun one. We hope you enjoyed it. For Shanda Sung, I am Ashley Morgan. Join us next time on Passing Notes with Ashley and Shanda. It's like I forgot how to close the show. <laughs> you ever have those where you're like, now what? Wait, what am I supposed to say? <laughs> I just felt like that was a real clunky ending. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> <laughs>